Hey guys, it's Lucy and welcome back to Teen Speak Up. So today I interviewed Ava Marshall and Lou Lou and I am so excited for you guys to hear this interview. It was super fun to talk to them. They're both great gals doing incredible things with the Homegirl Project and their own activism and I highly suggest that you go check them out. I will leave all of their social medias down below. Um, Another fun announcement is that we are finally hosting an event. But we are starting to fundraise for it. So you can go to our website, teenspeakup.com, and support the Gen Z Activism and Leadership Summit. So Gen Z Activism has a vibrant and dynamic community. Teens and young adults from every conceivable background come together within this space to make a difference within the causes they're passionate about. The Gen Z Activism Summit would highlight some of the incredible work being done and the activists behind it while also allowing new members to delve further into the activism community. The ultimate purpose of this event is to celebrate and strengthen the Gen Z activism community, and we really, really hope you guys will support it. I will leave the link to the GoFundMe down below. Um, so if you guys could share that and tag us at Teen Speak Up on Instagram, on your Instagram stories, whatever you're comfortable with, um, that would be amazing, as well as donate if you can. Any amount helps. Oh, if someone gave us $1,000, wow, that would be like crazy. It won't happen though. But eh, never say never. Okay, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Like intersectional feminism and not just in the U.S. but also in other countries because there are girls who can't, who don't have a mom to actually support them or um, girls who are left abandoned, or like girls who have to um, like be exiled for ha- having their periods. So that's yeah. also why I got involved with period movement. Um, I guess also in the U.S., there's a double standard. Like we recently saw, like the uh, Katie Hill had to leave because her ex yeah, yeah. exposed her new pictures. Yeah. But there are literally lawmakers who are who've done worse. Mm-hmm. and who are still in. Um, I guess that's more like my main issue is that I want to change the culture where um, it's going to be more equal, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's, that's so important. Mom, girls. So if you want to talk a little bit about the Homegirl Project and what exactly it is and like your roles and stuff. So, Homegirl Project, exactly how it sounds. It's a space for homegirls, which for us are women of color and also non-binary individuals of color. Um, It's really important to us to provide a platform, and that's what it started out as, like just interviewing and talking to like dope women of color in all sorts of fields, from like activists, artists, um, to Nadia um, from Period Movement. Um, But yeah, we that's what we do. But then we've expanded now so now so now we've expanded into a um mentorship and fellowship Mm -hmm. network so the mentorship program happened a while back where we paired up um successful professionals um women and women of color with young uh teenage activists and they basically received training and mentorship from these uh amazing individuals and then the fellowship program is a more recent uh ongoing thing where uh political uh, young leaders are receiving training in how to mobilize, how to organize um, around a cause, how to create change, and how to get into that activist space. So they're receiving training from amazing professionals as well, women of color. Right now they're working on their individual projects and pitches of what they want to do. 
so yeah. We have a pretty large team, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like mainly at first it was like a ton of writers, which is what, why it's a platform, because we allow writers the space to go and like, now we expand it so they can talk about any issues they care about, like gun violence. It's 25 people, right? Yeah. So, and then they also interview people. So it's really dope, like by women of color, for women of color. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the team, we're like, she's, yeah. Um, I'm the, I'm on the board of directors. I'm a director of media. Um, yeah, I basically schedule content and create content, like, design and stuff for the social media accounts like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Homegirl Project, at Homegirl Project, find us on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Quote plug. <laughs> oh, me? We're expanding right now. So, like, what my role is, we will see when we expand. But basically, <laughs> I, I work on the projects um, for outreach, essentially. Cool. Um, so, do you guys know what you want to do after college? Oh, um, I mean, yes, but like because I'm in Gallatin, which is like individualized study. Yes. So it's very much like you want to do everything. So it's mm-hmm. literally me. Like I want to do everything. <laughs> I want to like write films, TV shows. I want to be in film and TV shows. I want to produce film and TV shows. <laughs> I want to write. Uh, I'm currently working on a book right now, and I want to Girl. do all facets mm-hmm. of. I'll be the first one to read that. <laughs> we well, gotta, I, we gotta finish it first. <laughs> but after that, yes. But yeah. So all those, hopefully all of them. I feel like people can do that. Yeah, Issa Rae, for sure. The Easter Ray of our generation. Start your own production company. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Ava Marshall, CEO. Production. <laughs> I guess um, I'm studying business, and I haven't decided on a concentration yet. Mm-hmm. But I am also planning on uh, double majoring in international relations. Because I do want to go into business, but I also want to do something that's on the global scale where I can, like, impact um, the lives of people in other countries as well. Maybe the UN? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually Yeah, an ambassador. <laughs> yeah, I joined the Model UN um, chapter here at NYU. Awesome. I'm on the UN initiative team, which is basically, like, we, we're ambassadors from NYU, and we uh, get in contact with uh, actual ambassadors in the UN. And we invite them over on campus to speak Ooh. about certain current issues. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> flex. And it, quick flex, real quick. I just want to, like, like, I don't know if I want to do, like, work at a corporation or whatever, but if I, like, whatever I do in the future, I want to make sure that, like, I can, like, I guess, bring a positive impact. Mm-hmm. So, haven't decided what career. And that's but, okay. But that's, you have pretty good. You have to work with. You have like you have like time. You're good. You're a freshman. I'll figure it out later. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, so, um, what made you guys want to get involved with the Homegirl Project? Um, wow, I have to go back in my memory. When did I even find out the Homegirl Project? It was definitely on Instagram, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think I just saw it on someone's story one time, and that's when it was just like writing. And I was like, as a writer, I was like, oh, that's a dope thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, woman of color writing? Like, I'm a writer. So I started as a writer. Um, but yeah, it just seemed really something in Texas that we didn't have, like, for women of color. Yeah. And, like, usually lots of activism is just, like, all-encompassing girls and women, which is dope, but, like, when that happens, you erase, like, the intersections that happen. And, and I felt erased sometimes, because, like, it would just be like, yes, all women, don't women. But it was like, hey, like, there's Black Lives Matter, and then there's, like, the Black maternal health crisis going on, and, and like, you guys aren't recognizing that. Yeah. So, like, Homegirl Project was, like, 
a time where I was like, wow, a space just for us. So, yeah, that's why I was Yeah, that's really important. Um, I know the founder personally because we went to the same high school. <laughs> so that's how I that's knew cool. about it. And Flex. when she... <laughs> I went to the same high school. <laughs> no, but um, when she started it, I was, I, I was like, really interested because in our high school, there weren't a lot of, like, people into activism. And it was really hard to find a space where you can do something with activism and still be seen as normal because a lot of the people in our class were very, I just, like, I guess they didn't care and they saw us as radical. So I wanted to join this movement and like um, kind of participate in a space where people who usually don't have um, voice amplified to like help them um, amplify their voices. And so I asked her, like, I think it was in 2018, like, it was a few months after she started it. I was like, oh, I want to join. And then, so I started also as a writer. Um, so, yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. Awesome. Um, hey. funny. Yeah. What is inclusivity? Um, inclusivity. Well, like, for me, I grew up, like, I'm originally from Kentucky, live in Kentucky. And, like, I went to a school that was, like, pretty diverse. But I still, in my community, like in my neighborhood, it was, I was surrounded by white people. And then I loved film and it really influenced me and TV. So like watching TV and seeing only white people, I was like, damn, what am I? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm nothing. And so I, I really, I really took a long time for me to like love myself as a black girl. Mm-hmm. And to even say that, cause like it makes people uncomfortable when you own up to who you are. It's like, you see it already, but you don't want me to talk about it. You know, so that was like a hard space for me. But then moving to Texas, it was even worse. Um, so, I, like for me, it was like really difficult because I started with Girl Up, and that's a dope organization. Love it so much. But it definitely it was a it's a very white space sometimes. And so you yeah. feel yeah. So you feel kind of like when you bring up like hey as a black girl I feel this. It's kind of like you feel awkward and like even in like class I feel awkward talking about my experiences. So I think inclusivity is taking away that awkwardness you know and not just my blackness but like whether it's gender um, sexuality you know a body type like I think it's really important to take away the awkwardness and allow their voices to be heard not just heard listened to and then amplified it's like a step it's like a procedure you can't just stop yeah. somewhere you know exactly. I think that's what it is it's a full encompassing and we need the privileged people to do that for us because we can't do it all you know yeah I think someone that does a really good job of that. I don't know if you guys know her, Emily Odesser. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, she, yes, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. She takes her identity yes, and like yes. her, the work she does and just mm-hmm. it, like it makes it a part of her mm-hmm. and that and like talks about it all the time. It's so important. I want to have her on. So Emily, if you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> come, come to the show. <laughs> um, I guess similar to Ava's experience. I guess like when I first moved here, I was also in a very white space, mm-hmm. and I felt like there weren't a lot of people who were like me both in my real life and also on tv as well Mm -hmm. like all the asian characters you see back then were like the nerd the sidekick Mm -hmm. the 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 guy who's being made fun of yeah so it's kind of like we also didn't have a space and face a lot of the similar struggles and then there's also like a lot of other stereotypes too and then um i guess just including everyone who has the same like experience and have like a reason to um i guess speak out um it's just 
I guess important to for for young people, for little girls, especially growing up, like they need to be able to see themselves in these successful roles in TV or whatever, so they know that oh, I can be that too, instead of just the nerdy sidekick or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that there's been some sort of like evolution over time of like of like um, Asian representation yeah. on in TV Definitely. and film? Definitely. Well, recently, like there Crazy were yeah, Asians. So good. Such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> the stepping stone right mm-hmm. now yes yeah. a lot of those movies don't touch upon a lot of the issues that are going on th- mm-hmm. um, that affect Asian Americans a lot for example like crazy rich Asians again the rich Asian stereotype yeah. like and that kind of overlooks like yes there are a lot of well-off Asians but it kind of overlooks the struggles of lower income Asians especially mm-hmm. people who are not from like China or yeah. uh, or like India <coughs> those, like typically well-off I guess ethnicities um and they're people who are from like southeast asia who are working in like um lower income jobs that don't get the representation because they're pushed under that umbrella of asian american Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah like that's good that's good like i think representation like people really they don't understand how valuable that is because you know we are so we rely on so much television to like Mm -hmm boost who we are or get a sense of the world so like I agree with you um in the sense of like I do think it's the golden age of television right now and there's hella there's not a lot of Asian American representation <laughs> or Asian yeah representation in general um but there is quite a few yeah. black representation but I think it's always the same like as for black girls it's limited um and if there is a, if we are on there it's like we're like perfect we have a seven figure job and we're just like we need a man and shit like that or we're like a slave or and i think that these traumas and stuff are important but it's like we deserve the same amount of range as like white people have yeah exactly it's you know? like all the movies that focus on the person of color woman of color the plot centers around the fact that exactly, they are exactly 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 and i think and that shouldn't be like the main focus exactly yeah. for yeah. every film and i think that's important because like naturally if i were to write a film it would be influenced by the fact of my and like also with with other identities too, yeah that's mm-hmm. like become such like a big theme of movies mm-hmm. but i think like for example like a really good um example of like people or a director or a show that is like mm-hmm. done good of like straying away from making that the main point it's like stranger things the recent yeah. like the the recent season um i forget her name but the character oh love her maya the, the, hawk i forget yeah. the character's yeah. name um, um, Robin. Robin yes. is gay, but they didn't yeah. make it like the main yeah. point, and you didn't you didn't know till like yeah. the very one of the very last episodes, mm-hmm. and it was like maybe like ten minutes of the show, yeah. ten minutes of the entire season, and yeah. then they never talked about it again. I think I think it's so. I think it's like we can we deserve both. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people of color yeah. deserve. Yes, we can deserve stories about our blackness and exactly. the traumas of that because there's so many untold stories. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like in the civil rights movement, the black woman or the backbone. There's never stories about them. We know Angela Davis and like that's it. There's so many other ones, right? But then also like I want to see a movie about a black girl struggling. Like yeah. I'm yeah. struggling. <laughs> but, you know. They do that. They are not not as much as they should, but they recently remember Lenny Say Yes. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. so good, mm-hmm. and I thought that was so powerful. And like some people just couldn't even like some even like white folks couldn't even watch it because they felt so bad, and they felt like they I don't know. It was it was so it was so good. Yeah. But they need to do that for women of yeah. color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Literally mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. 
Um, what is an obstacle that you guys have overcome in activism? How did you get through it? Um, I know in the activism space, there's been a lot of toxicity. And I think that comes with a lot of spaces where there's a lot of teens and people of Gen yeah. Z. Yeah. Um, Just people. When you put a lot of people together. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Stuff is bad. Yeah, even in like off. the workspace of like 50 year olds. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my dad tells me a lot of drama sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't really experienced the sense of like toxic people because me i'm a leo i'm very <laughs> honest i don't do that like <laughs> i don't mess with that like if someone comes with me and their energy's off i'm like nah sis like i'm cordial but like i wouldn't be the type to like entertain that mm-hmm. um, but i've never had that that's good yeah so i have really dope people in my life too which i think and you surround yourself by good people and that's exactly really and that's what helps you keeps you grounded exactly yeah um but obstacles mine's really surrounded by blackness because like people don't want to it makes people uncomfortable they're like they're like, why are you always bringing it up? And I'm like, because, like, it's a part, I'm sorry. It's a part of, like, me, and, like, I can't not talk about it. And you should be able to talk exactly, about it. Exactly, yeah. I shouldn't. So, like, that's- like, I understand the, I mean, like, it's not valid, but it's, yeah. like, it, it makes people uncomfortable, and I don't, I don't yeah. understand, I mean, like, I. But you gotta be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I'm uncomfortable experiencing these things, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You, you're yeah. uncomfortable hearing about them? Think about. Imagine experiencing yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> like, the hell? But that's been mine. Because people, like, they're often like, oh, Ava, you're always talking about black stuff. Well, they're like, Ava, it's not that deep. It's like fucking you with it. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's hard to, yeah. And even just, like, being an artist. Art mm-hmm. is very, it's a conversation right now. Even with reparations, people are like, is art good enough for activism? Like, is it the same thing? Does it make change? And, like, people are like, yeah, does it? And I'm like, yeah, I think it does. So, I think the reputation of art in the space too because I want that's what I want to do but it's like I can also participate just as much as you just in a different realm but people are kind of like it's hard for people to understand that I guess yeah so mainly like the uncomfortability of yeah. others yeah that's bothering you yeah I'm like yeah. please grow up <laughs> like <chill. laughs> yes <laughs> I mean I guess my conflict is more of like not within the activism community but more of like my own tension with my other life, I guess, because coming from an Asian other American, <laughs> coming from like an Asian American background, activism, activism, during the day. Oh, activist during the day, good like, child during the night. It's like you can't even. Um, Asian American culture is so against activism generally, especially from the like, older generation, like parents, because they kind of see us as like guests in this country. We don't have the right to speak up. We have to just take everything as the way it is. We don't have the right to change it because we're. We're, we don't belong here and mm-hmm. uh, um, quite frankly a lot of the environment here makes it feel like we don't belong here so it's kind of so like, a, yeah, like mm-hmm. a strategy to keep us silent I guess but um, growing up here um, unlike my mom or their generation it's like we have a right to speak as well like we we are affected just as much by all these issues as people who are born here or people who have been here for generations you know and Activism is also really looked down upon by Asian American adults because it's like you don't get an income. Yeah. Like you're really <laughs> fighting for issues that don't affect yeah. you. Like, oh, you're so well off. Why do you even care? Just stop. Get a stable job. Get a husband or whatever. Yeah. Get married. Oh, wow. Get kids. That's it. Live your life happily. I was not aware of that. It, that is so toxic. Like, I literally, I don't tell my mom about any of the activism stuff I do because she thinks it was a waste of time. And in high school, like, I could never get involved in anything because she wouldn't let me go. So I was, like, kind of, like, I guess, muffled, silenced, 
secret. Yeah, you have a secret life. Yeah. <laughs> and like she would yell at me every time I bring up politics at the dinner table or like mm-hmm. just in general. Like I would say, "Did you see the news?" She's like, "No, go study." You know, like it's just very yeah. hard to find a space when you're Asian American. And the fact yeah. is that so many Asian American young people they kind of just follow their family's footsteps and they don't really take an extra effort mm-hmm. to find out about all these issues that don't really affect them. Like I have a, I have met a lot of. Um, Asian Americans here at NYU who don't, who aren't aware of a lot of things going on in the world because they've never had to because they've they've been comfortable their whole lives, mm-hmm. and I get that like it's like understandable that people are like that, but I just think I just wish that there was a bigger um, emphasis on social awareness and political literacy in the Asian American community. Word. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Why is what you guys do important to you? I mean, of course you guys have touched on that, but, like, why, um, sorry, why, why specifically? I think, like, what Lou was saying, like, I think it's really important, I just think, like, it should be normal to be an activist. I don't think it should be, like, this crazy, or just politically aware. Yeah, and politically yeah. involved or socio-politically involved. I just think that should be a part of every aspect of everyone's lives. Yeah. Because you should want... To be a human being, I think, is to advocate for other human beings. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it should be simple, but for some people it's not clicking, and I want to, like, stop that, especially for girls of color who have felt, because of who they are and their identities, that they're displaced in this sense and they, they can't speak up because if they do they face all the issues of speaking up because you know even when there's activists right now who are on like the fbi's watch list and there's like young activists who are you know i did not know that yeah and it's majority majority the majority of it <laughs> is brown and black people and it's like they're under watch and like you saw just with like the fair evasion um protest like how black and brown activists are criminalized in the way that other people are you know yeah so i want to make it a space where there's not that divide because like there's white activists and there's brown and black and it's like white activism's cool right it's like ooh, this is fresh you get a whole spread on glossier but it's like brown and black people we get you know we get prisoned and and criminalized and killed like especially in st louis the black lives matter activists literally are disappearing yeah so that's scary you know so that's my concern really i'm really it's really scary to me even like being black activist now like i'm not as out there as some activists and i'm scared for some of my friends you know i really want to take that away where it's like a normalized thing to be active especially for brown and black people but in order to do that we have to take on the institution as a whole so it's kind of a slippery slope but we're trying and yeah i want black girls to feel like their voices matter it kind of gives me a motivation in life because for me, quite frankly, I don't have to get involved if I didn't want to. And but I do because it's kind of unfair. Like you get upset seeing all these things happening. It's like why 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 aren't people doing anything to change it? You know. Mm-hmm. So but then I realize oh we are the people who are here to change mm-hmm. it. So who's gonna take a step if no one takes a step? You know. So I guess it kind of I don't want to just live a boring life where I'm just working and like you know being comfortable in my own space you know but I want to like I guess in a way it gives me a purpose yeah. I, I don't know it's getting philosophical but use, use no yeah. get, use get your <laughs> good yeah it's like yeah. I, I want to do something you know I don't want to just sit here and work we all have privileges I think yeah. and using those in whichever way because like me I came from pretty 
comfortable family, my family. Um, so I think using that is a way to do it. And everyone has their own privilege. So when you mobilize your privilege, you can uh, give space to other people. Yeah. And that's like the main... I think that's what Nani Akimoto is doing. Yes. It's incredible. It's yeah. beautiful. Shout out to her. Love her. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I think using your privilege is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I don't know, there's... There's people of color that are, um, are, words, um... Disenfranchised. Dis... Marginalized. <laughs> yeah, all of those, <laughs> but English. They're... Chastised. I was going to say that are muted, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, they're like silence. Silence, yeah. that's the word. <laughs> I overslept, guys. Yeah. So, um, there are people of color that are silenced, and... That's something that I probably will never mm-hmm. have to deal with, and um, probably that's something I yeah, really won't. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's something that I will not have to deal with. Um, so speaking up on issues that are so important that um, people of color try or are speaking up about, um, but our silence is really important to me. Beautiful. But sometimes awesome. it's hard though. Yeah. Activism yeah. is not easy. That's for sure. Some some people I've gotten a lot of like of like you shouldn't speak for others. You should let them speak for mm-hmm. themselves. But when 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 um, those people are not being given the voice that they deserve, and you want it, you still want to speak for them. I think that's not awesome. speak for them, but like obviously like yeah. advocate on them. Advocate for them. yeah. I think it's a slippery slope. It really is because often there is a bit of like don't talk for us exactly talk for ourselves. Yeah. but it's like if you feel like in the moment you have the platform and it's like okay I want to talk about this issue I think you should often it's about directing to people who can't talk about it you know like if you had a platform you're like okay this is important because we do need like people who are privileged to talk about mm-hmm. the problems of underprivileged people yeah you know like obviously that should be a normality normality normalcy <laughs> um but normality normal i think normalcy is the word oh, okay. yeah <laughs> but um also you don't want to you know take up space so i think yeah. there's a it's a both ways yeah you know? but when it comes to talking about experiences and if you have the opportunity to give up your place for someone who needs it more obviously then you do, do it. it yes yeah 100%. but you should always in every aspect always advocate for marginalized people too mm-hmm. um i think advocating for and speaking for are different i think you, for, yeah. you know yeah. when it's different being like hey like this is happening here y'all should listen to these activists y'all should be showing up to these protests yeah y'all should be doing this rather than being like these people are going through so and so and so and so and so and so and so i'm speaking for them you know like just be like, they want this no exactly <laughs> don't do that yeah. just refer to them because they're telling you what they want but for some reason, people will easily listen to someone's privilege rather than them. So be like, yeah. hey, don't do that. Don't look at me. Look at them. Exactly. Which is hard sometimes to do. Yeah. yeah. Life's hard. It's like, I think it's important for people who aren't affected by issues to talk about the issues. Because yeah. they like, oh, it actually exists. Yeah. Right? Like for feminism, like I think it's important that men should also support feminism. Yeah. Though, of course. Like, period. Yeah. Like it's. Do you guys know Amir Abdul? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. See, the best. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, advocating like, for Because unfortunately, we're not, honestly, we're not going to get, because if you look at the power structures we have, 
people in power, they have to give up their power or use their power to help us. Because like, although we can mobilize as much as we can and we can cause change, obviously, we do need the help of people in power because like they're in power. And it's it's, it's sad because I'm like, God damn, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, please help me. But like, I have to because you guys have a position of power over Mm -hmm. me. So I think using your power to help those who are disempowered is... If you guys could say something to a young girl of, or young girl or non-binary um, person of color um, that is wanting to mobilize and wanting to start a movement and wanting to speak up on issues they're passionate about but feel silenced and feel like they're, they're scared because of things they've seen from on like Instagram or things they've seen on the news or whatever um, of like their communities being disproportionately affected by um like police brutality Mm -hmm. and like all all these other all these issues um and they're they're scared what would you say to them it is scary first of all like listen to your fear like don't be like oh i'm not scared i can i'm fearless like that's that's dope but like it's okay to be afraid because it's a scary time it's very scary when you look on tv and see people who look like you being killed just for looking like you you know it's scary it's super scary so like don't be afraid of your fear that's like redundant but it's true but also there's so many organizations out there like right now is the time to become Mm -hmm. an advocate for whatever because like there's so many resources out there you can just google so like look up the resources in your community become a follower first and then you can build up to being a leader i think Mm -hmm. that's really important surround yourself with dope people who care about the same issues is homegirl ever looking or looking for people i'll cut this out if not but oh currently currently not right now but but we will will be yeah in the near future in 2020 yes we have a plan yes okay cool yeah beautiful well, I guess you basically said the main points, like, find your community. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, I, yes, be afraid of the dangers, but don't be afraid to stand up even though everyone else around you is not. Like, mm-hmm. like in high school, um, a lot of my classmates kind of, like, they made fun of me and Malavika for being so radical. And in class, like, in class discussions, I can see them, like, snickering mm-hmm. when I'm talking. I guess don't... Um, don't see that as that. like yeah don't see that as like them trying to silence you but see as motivation to prove to them this issue really matters mm-hmm. and you guys are the fools for laughing at me for talking about it so <laughs> i guess if you're scared to get involved in this um just see that there's so many people who are here for you who also care about the same issues and those people who are laughing at you they're going to be on the wrong side of history you have nothing to worry about. They're the yeah. ones who are assholes. And that's all period love. Yeah. <laughs> Haters are your motivators. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you guys so much for being on. Thank you um, for if you guys want to, no problem. Um, if you guys want to plug anything like your Instagrams or Homegirls Instagram, uh, I mean you did, but like. Yeah. <laughs> well, follow me on Instagram at <laughs> Ava J Marshall. That's A V A J M. Mars <laughs> and then Hall. Um, and then also, we're confusing. I was so it's fine, bro. Like, you'll find it, just look it up. But then I also have a also pod- put it in the show notes. Yes, Chanty. mine is like very basic. Yeah, Lulu five times. Lulu dot Lulu dot Lulu dot Lulu dot Lulu. How many times was that? Lulu that was four. Yeah, five times. Uh, yeah. With a dot in between. Yes, I also have a podcast. It's called Tales of a Weak Black Woman. 
check us out if you go it's to my so Instagram great. thank you mm-hmm. and then I also have a platform called Resisting Color where we send it's like the move on but just for women of color yeah um, so we send out petitions all the selectivism things and it's also surrounding okay. thank you surrounding <laughs> advocacy for women of color so check that out thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Teen Speak Up I really hope you guys enjoyed it um, while you are here on the Apple Podcast app or whatever you're listening to this make sure you subscribe and leave us a review and a rating and once again be sure to check out Ava and Lulu on Instagram as well as the Homegirl Project and Teen Speak Up and be sure to donate to the NC Leadership in Activism Summit.